This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot oh. and finds the net. TalkSport 2. Welcome to Women's Football Weekly. It was the Women's FA Cup fourth round weekend and there were a few cup sets, including third tier Southampton FC women beating championship side Bristol City. Clicks on by Rude. It's come through to Morris. Ella Morris. The calmest of finishes from the lifelong Saints fan. Arsenal were frustrated by championship side London City Lionesses, but eventually Miedemar broke the deadlock and sent the 14-time winners into the fifth round. Trouble for London City, little to Miedemar, surely. And of course, when we talk about the Women's FA Cup, we have to talk about prize money as the FA announced there are plans to increase the prize fund next season. Chelsea, the FA Cup winners for 2021. We'll also be doing the live draw for the fifth round of the Women's FA Cup in part three of today's show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. This is Women's Football Weekly, National Radio's only dedicated women's football show. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on TalkSport 2. Happy Monday, you lovely lot. How are you doing? I hope you've had a fun weekend, particularly those of you that were at FA Cup Games this weekend and uh, had successful teams who are in the draw for the fifth round proper, which will be taking place around 7.30 here on TalkSport 2. The woman drawing the balls tonight will be former Tottenham Hotspur women captain Jenna Scalacci. How are you doing, Jenna? I'm good, thank you. Good to be back. Good to have you back. We were just saying, I think you did the last show before I went on, on my maternity break. It feels like it was just yesterday. I know. Time's flying. It really is. <laughs> Listen, Tottenham's performance yesterday, not so great. We'll touch on it a little bit more, but what were your thoughts? Yeah, disappointing. Very disappointing. It was a great opportunity for them to go further in that competition. And yeah, I know they'll all be very disappointed in that performance and yeah. to lose it in the manner that they did. Yeah, well, that's the most important thing, isn't it? The manner that they lost to Leicester. Uh, some brilliant games yesterday. A big turnout across the country as well in terms of attendances. But here's some highlights of the round. Southampton with the first chance of it. Puts on by Rude. It's come through to Morris. Ellen Morris. The calmest of finishes from the lifelong Saints fan. Southampton 
have the lead. Morgan, low ball into Bieber Jones, turns nicely and falls to the turf. Oh, it's a penalty, penalty given. Bieber Jones brought down by Parnell. Jess Woolley, oh, skies it, Jess Woolley. Puts the penalty over the bar. Well, is the shot of round four on here? Trouble for London City. Little to Miedemar, surely. It's up by two. Cuts inside. It's a low shot off the base of the post. Ella Toon doubles United's lead with just eight minutes to play. It's Rose, and Rose has had a crack, and Walsh has sipped it onto the crossbar. But the rebound is headed in. Tia Prima with her first senior goal. First half of extra time to go. It's Lawley's cross from deep. Oh, and a free header, which is going to loop in. Lucy Whip. Sunderland wait for an offside flag that doesn't arrive. And is that the goal that sends Birmingham through? Oh, that's a mistake. And this is Esme de Graaf, who must score for Leicester. 3-1, tie over. Leicester through to round five. Sorry we had to end on that one, Jenna. <laughs> Not such a, a good result for, for Tottenham Hotspur. What went wrong in the in the game? Because you were a goal, a goal to the good and then it all just kind of fell apart towards the end. Yeah, they totally dominated up until the point where Leicester scored that goal. And I think it's been a, a similar story in recent matches for them. They've got themselves in the league and they're, they're failing to kill games off. Um, and I think where they started so well in this season, it was because they were so strong defensively and hard to score against. And we're seeing, you know, little errors coming in, mistakes, sloppy mistakes, switching off. And that's and that they were punished for it yesterday, you know, uh, to to lose when you're ahead 1-0 and then to, to lose 3-1. It's, uh, it's not acceptable. And I think they'll be utterly disappointed. And they'll be looking, you know, they've got a quick turnaround now. Man City, a very difficult match on Thursday evening. So, yeah, I think it's... They've had a lot of games where they're winning it by one goal or one or two goals, and I don't think it's enough to to, to rely on that too much. I think they need a, to to get scoring more goals now. Yeah, and as you say, a big opportunity missed, but one that Leicester City took. Manchester United took their opportunity as well. All the headlines had been about Bridgewater United. Fantastic story for them, and they sold out Fairfax Park as well, which was fantastic, but it was a real horrible start for the for the Tier 3 side, conceding in the 17th minute through Charlotte Buxton's own goal. Um, they did hold on until the 82nd minute before Ella Toon made it too, but really the result perhaps routine for them but it was that late senior debut for Kana Solskjaer that kind of stole the spotlight in the end she came on three minutes from time her parents uh, watching in the stands what did you make of her yeah I mean it's unbelievable isn't it she's that's like an FA Cup story in itself um I, I I've I've known a lot about it because I, I work closely with our academy team and she's top goal scorer for the under 21 yeah. so yeah huge potential obviously maybe potential to be better than her dad maybe oh yeah <laughs> I reckon he'd love that as yeah. well she's only 19 years old been so impressive for the for the under 21s as she said 13 goals in in 12 games yeah. as well absolutely fantastic listen we're going to be talking to uh, Southampton and FC Women's head coach Marianne Spacey Kale later on today as we as we do the uh, uh, the fifth round draw because they probably delivered the upset of the round. Um, Ella Morris scoring an extra time um, and Bristol City's Jessica Woolley missing a penalty, uh, meaning Southampton knocked out the championship side. Really impressive performance. Yeah, I think you know 
coming up against a championship team, they're, they're full-time. So, full. I mean, it's an amazing result for Southampton. And you, you think going into extra time, that might be where Bristol, you know, you start to see the edge and the, the train in their foot. But they didn't. They didn't back down. They had to soak up so much pressure. They were, the game had everything. There was super saves from the goalkeeper. There were goal line clearing bodies everywhere. And, you know, they when they got that goal, they, they could have had actually another goal. But so full credit, they fully deserved it. And, you know, they... They fought right to the end. Let's see who they're going to get in the fifth round. I'm sure they'll want <laughs> to test their mettle against a, a big WSL side. Uh, we've spoken to Marianne before on Women's Football Weekly here on Talk Sport 2 and talking about um, the journey that this club is on and, and mm. what their ambitions are going forward. So I'm looking forward to catching up with her and seeing how they're getting on with everything. Uh, Coventry United survived a bit of a scare. They beat Billericay Town on penalties after that game ended one all. Uh, after extra time. Reading, though, threw away a two-goal lead at Brighton but then went on finally to, to win 3-2. This is an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, they would have been absolutely kicking themselves had they not turned that around. But, yeah, that, uh, that was looking like a really juicy match given Brighton's form of late um, and it was very, very close. But, yeah, Reading... I mean, they had to they had to turn it around after being ahead. So, yeah, it, it was a very tight game, but I think they deserved the win in the end. Yeah, they certainly did. Um, Arsenal, just the solo goal from Viviana Miedemar, helping them beat London City Lionesses that have maybe wanted to score a few more with that. It was pretty close. Yeah, I, I, I actually watched this match and... It was it was a bit flat from the start to the end and it didn't feel like an FA Cup match, to be honest. And London City made it very, very difficult for Arsenal. Um, Arsenal couldn't break them down bar the Vivian, um, the goal. So full credit to London City, but they just they just defended for 90 minutes. Um, couldn't get forwards. I think they had one chance on goal, London City. So, it, yeah, I mean, you'd expect Arsenal to win, but you'd expect them to win a bit more convincingly than a than a 1-0. I'm not going to say what you said off air about this game, <laughs> but it was chosen uh, as the as the broadcasting pick. Strange choice, perhaps, from the BBC. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the list of matches there, I think there's a lot more juicier fixtures that, that they could have aired, but they, they went with the Arsenal game, and I just found it a bit flat. Yeah, Arsenal seem to be on telly quite a lot, uh, <laughs> FYI. Uh, Birmingham City women needed extra time to beat Sunderland 2-1, but it was a fantastic Lucy Whip 35-yard uh, header that sent them through to the fifth round. West Ham saw off Sheffield United 4-1 uh, as well. Everton uh, beat Huddersfield 4-0, but fantastic gate uh, at the... Um, uh, the why have I forgotten the the, the St John's? Uh, the, do you know why I've forgotten where <laughs> where Huddersfield Town play? Because I've been there three times. It was once the Gow Farm Stadium. It's now it's a beer, isn't it? Yeah, John Smith. John that's Smith, it. The, uh, yeah, John Smith Stadium. Unbelievable. How on earth have I forgotten oh, that? I wanted to help you out there, but I didn't have a clue. No, well, it's, well, as I say, I've been there like three three times. But anyway, they had a good, they had a good gate, which yeah. is which is excellent uh, for them as well. Um, planned protests, though. We always talk when we talk the FA Cup about the prize money and the disparity. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the way, Simon Jordan, it is not a silly conversation. Um, anybody who's not seen that debate that he had on White. And Jordan on Friday with Shabana Hearn, who who filled in on Women's Football Weekly while I was away. Uh, please have a listen. I mean, both made very good points, um, but the way Simon perhaps dealt with some things not not always the best, I would say. Um, but in the fifty first minute, several of the day's fourth round games, kind of it was the no ifs, no buts. We want an equal FA Cup 
chant mm -hmm. echoing around the grounds. Obviously planned protests, the time chosen representing the now 51-year ban on, on, on women's football. Um, but on Friday, the announcement from the FA was that there would be a significant increase in prize money for the Women's FA Cup. We still don't know how much that is. What more do you know, Jenna? No, I'm, I'm the same. They haven't announced exactly how much it would be. I think I think where a lot of confusion is coming, women aren't asking for equal pay. We're just asking for what the game deserves. You know, the game is growing massively season after season and that needs to be reflected in the prize money, which previously it hasn't been. You know, it's we know it's not as commercially you know, attractive as the men's game at the moment and it's miles apart and it won't be there for a very long time. But it needs to be better than what it is at the moment. It's a 2% gap, isn't there? So yeah. the the winner of the men's competition gets £1.8 million, £25,000 for the winner of the Women's yeah. Cup. Emma Hayes has spoken very vocally about this, Carla Ward as well in the yeah. past. Uh, many people within women's football, quite rightly, saying this is far too big. There is no justification for the gap to be that big mm. i also understand as you said there's also no justification just yet for mm. commercial reasons for for the parity but there certainly does need to be a little bit more of a meeting of the mid in the middle yeah the gap needs to be bridged 100 percent. it's it like you've just said it's just a massive gap and there's no explanation for it so um hopefully it's a it's a, it's a large chunk that does bridge the gap a bit closer um i read i read an interesting article earlier it was from a team in the fa cup and just to put it in perspective, if they lost the match, they were playing against Man City. Mm -hmm. um, if they lost that, they'd then be out of pocket. Nottingham Forest. Yeah, yeah, they'd be out of pocket playing. Even if they won, they'd have to pay the refs, the coaches yeah, yeah. and everything. So that's just an example of even if they do go on and win, even at this stage, they're still out of pocket. It's just not, it's well, not enough. Clubs are paying for their own travel yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And, and Hotels. Then equivalent men's teams further down the, the, the football pyramid for for men's clubs mm. are earning eight hundred thousand pounds for losing a yeah. for losing a match. You so know, there again it's life changing money for small clubs. And yeah. I understand that the FA are investing. I, I totally understand that and I understand mm. their point in the statement um that that they made, um, which we'll talk about a, a little bit more um after the break, because this is a very important conversation that we need to have. And I think the problem that the FA have is that they've made this fantastic, grandiose statement, which is brilliant and everybody is on board with, but we'd quite like to know the figures to be able to delve into it a little bit more. Yeah, I'm not sure why they haven't released them. Me neither. Mm. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. I'm Faker Others, former Tottenham captain Jenna Scalacci is with me as well. We will continue this chat on Women's FA Cup prize money next. This is Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. I'm Faker Others, former Spurs captain Jenna Scalacci is with me. Don't forget, if you do miss any of our shows or you want to listen again, our podcast is available on the Talk Sport app, so you can go ahead and download that today. So we were talking about the FA Cup and the prize money. Uh, a few results that I didn't bring you, I'm sure you've seen them already, but just uh, to round things off, uh, Ipswich Town beating Newcastle United women 1-0, uh, just the third minute, Lucio Bryan goal. Charlton 6-0 winners at home park away to Plymouth Argyle. Liverpool FC women having a great season. Um, the championship leaders were 6-0 winners over Lincoln. Um, Manchester City 8-0 winners. Eight goals. Georgia Stanway, we need to talk about her record. Manchester City goal scorer, Jenna. Impressive. 
Yeah, really impressive. And she's still so young, isn't she? No, she's terrifying. A, future, a whole future ahead of her, and she's top goal scorer already. So yeah, fantastic. She's a fantastic player and a, and a, a role model for for those younger players coming through now. Yeah, that was at the it, city ground as well, which is important for for Nottingham Forest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a. Uh, Nottingham Forest to be drawn against Man City, they would have had dreams, you know. Yeah. Of, <laughs> maybe they could have done it, but you know, it was, it was always going to be a big ask against a Man City team that are now finding their form again. Yeah, absolutely. Chelsea uh, have their form. They knocked out Aston Villa by three goals to one. Uh, that those were the two Saturday games. Uh, Durham beat Blackburn Rovers three-one. Three first half goals uh, from them, and then West Bromwich Albion are into the fifth round as well after knocking out Exeter City Women. It was goalless after extra time, but West Brom won four-two on penalties. Um, right, the prize money. I want to read you out the FA statement that was released on on Friday. The FA has had a clear plan for women's football that's seen it become one of the biggest successes across sport in our country. The growth at all levels has been game-changing and we're incredibly proud of the progress that we've led. To drive this growth, we invested over £50 million into our initial game plan for growth strategy, which doubled female participation, delivered professional and semi-professional women's football and a successful England team. We built on this with even more investment in our inspiring positive change strategy that launched last year with a long-term plan to work with Barclays FA Women's Super League and FA Women's Championship clubs to accelerate growth of audiences and revenues as well. This will help make women's football in England more commercially viable in the future and allow further reinvestment. The Vitality Women's FA Cup's significant development over the last few years is just one example of this growth. Whilst the competition doesn't yet drive commercial revenue to fund prize money growth, the FA Board has agreed a significant increase in prize money to support the competition's continued development. More details will be announced in due course and the additional prize money will come into effect from the 2022-23 season. What I don't understand is why they can't talk about the additional prize money now it it feels as if they've not quite decided how much that prize money is they're waiting to see how much they would be able to to ring fence for it perhaps i feel as if they're already protecting themselves from a potential backlash if that money is not enough yeah i think you know why not announce it if they've got it clear it sounds like maybe it's a bit of a afterthought again or like you say it's it it's not going to be a significant increase on what 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 the prize money already is so it has to be a significant increase on twenty five thousand pounds oh i mean you'd think it would have to be but um you just you just never know um but i'd be very very interested to see how much it is and hopefully it is something that will make a difference and will make an impact to those teams at at grassroots level as well all the way up so yeah i mean fingers crossed it's a a massively significant increase and obviously commercialization funds um, yeah. you know prize pots and I absolutely understand the FA's points in the past that they put a lot of money into women's football as it is and so that's mm. not actually it, it feels as if we're all calling for, for for big prize money but actually there's been investment across yeah. the board but I think when when, you, when you're talking about 50 51 years of of a ban of women's football when certainly when Shaban was talking about it on on White and Jordan she was suggesting 1.2 million pounds because that's 25,000 pounds times 50 years yeah. um I don't think it's going to end up being that amount of money I mean that would be absolutely you know, incredibly significant and, and and a massive clap, and we're not going to get parity for quite a long time because there needs to be gradual investment. And actually, thinking about it, 
the big clubs will only get richer because it's the big clubs that win the FA Cup. So if you have an enormous amount of money for that, I think the difference has to be where it filters down the pyramid. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's where we've seen such a, a great growth in the game with the 50 mil that that was um, invested. I think putting it into the grassroots levels, into those teams that don't have the money, that aren't the super rich teams, you can see already the growth in the game. And I think in the championship, even strengthening that with more money with those teams as well so that they can be full-time. So that, you know, if you fast forward to five years' time, the quality of player coming out now is going to be better, but that's only going to happen if these clubs are supported and they're they're financially secure Um, because there's no point just doing it for a season and then it's too fragile. It has to have that investment. It needs continuous investment and and I think that's how you know in future years the England team it will eventually make the England team stronger and the WSL continue to be one of the best if not the best league in the world yeah absolutely it's a debate that keeps on going and we we await with interest exactly how much that prize money's uh, going to be and speaking to the FA about that when they do finally announce it um we're obviously going to be doing the fifth round of the FA Cup draw coming up just after 7.30 here on Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. But there were um, two or three stories in um, the news this week, Jenna, that I wanted to discuss with you. Um, First, look, I'll end it on a positive note uh, with with the maternity cover um, announcement because I think that's that's very important. But we have uh, two not so... um, uh, positive stories to to report. We're talking uh, Rio Vallecano, um, the Primera Division side um, in Spain, defending their decision to hire disgraced coach Carlos Santiso to take charge of its women's team. That's despite them being aware of a leaked recording in which he encourages his staff to find a girl to gang rape to help with team bonding. So he was hired on Friday, even though he'd been forced to resign from his job. Um with the Madrid representative under 12s team back in November and that was after this leaked voice note was sent and obviously there's been a massive massive backlash the federation of Raya Vallecano supporters clubs has demanded the club gets rid of him accused the president of crossing another red line what are your thoughts uh, i was really shocked when i read the article i think it's it's a very odd decision from the club to take on a, a coach with with that baggage i think what was said, I think it's absolutely disgusting and it, there's no place for that in the women's game anywhere around the world. And, you know, at the time he was working with kids and it, it, it's just shocking that he can then go on and get another job in the women's game. Um, thankfully, our WSL, our English league, we're a lot further ahead than that. I know that the Spanish game mm. is, but I just, it, it's shocking and I hope that, it's going to be overturned in some way because I don't think anything like that should be anywhere near the women's game. Do the player, the players need to stand up and, and, and protest? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as, as players, you, you have a very strong stance. Um, it's difficult if it's just one or two. I think if you go together, if you do it as a team, as you, you know, power in numbers to, to, to make changes. And uh, hopefully that's maybe what they will have to do to, to, to get this decision changed. Mm. Obviously, they were comments made, yeah. but it does link, you know, albeit tenuously in with the FIFPRO report that was uh, released this week on, on abuse yeah. with FIFPRO basically saying they've assisted and continuing to to help multiple players who've suffered sexual abuse in in professional football talking about unchecked power held by those who 
can kind of make or break a, a footballer's mm. dream, if you like. Um, they're publishing a report called No More Silence uh, with a view to try and prevent and better manage abuse in football, recommending that when football staff are released for abusive conduct, the information needs to be communicated publicly. I think that's key. Yeah. So much gets swept under the carpet. Yeah. Um, you know, very prevalent this week with other matters that are being discussed as well experts with deep experience of victim trauma should help manage internal football investigations into abuse as well and these kind of reports are so important in in the women's game because so much of it has been swept under the carpet for so long yeah it's a massive step in the right direction i feel you know i think people that are working within the game every day are not necessarily um, qualified or know how to deal with certain situations. Um, so having this report and having that um, back up and help to deal with all situations that are difficult to talk with, uh, to train play, um, staff up so that they can have these difficult conversations. But yeah, I think it's a fantastic step in the right direction. And hopefully we see more, you know, to tackle these things, people need to talk about it. And again, like we said previously, once one person opens up and tells their story, it it kind of makes it easier for other people around them. So hopefully this report will, will encourage that. Yeah, and there's so much more work to be done. There's loads of work being done, by the way, behind the scenes yeah. to improve things uh, within women's football. And actually a, a positive story to, to end on is that the Football Association and Professional Footballers Association have agreed a change to contracts that are going to see players in the English women's game guaranteed maternity and long-term sickness cover. Now, if you didn't know this before, because this has surprised quite a lot of people, I actually did, I'm studying an MBA at the moment at Liverpool University, and I did my law assignment on this, and I was so shocked to read, like, particularly um, FIFA contracts and, and the, the disparity between leagues around the world and the, and the lack of provision yeah. for women when they become pregnant in particular... You know, basically, players at the 24 clubs across the WSL and the championship is are going to be covered by this. Previously, it was just at the discretion of the club. So you needed to have a forward-thinking club to mm. be able to have something put in your contract um, for, for this to, uh, to improve. Over 16 months, they've been trying to improve this and they've basically agreed three significant policy changes relating to maternity provision, injury and illness and termination of long-term injury. And, and this is absolutely massive. And actually, there was a big parliamentary debate on women's football uh, last Wednesday and Julie Elliott, the MP for Sunderland Central, said the change being implemented is a massive step forward. I mean, it's taken far too long, mm. but it is progress. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's... Like you say, it's taken a while to, to get there. But I think it, it it had to change. I think in the women's game, contracts are so short anyway. And the worry that it puts on the player, if you are to get injured and look, longer than six months, you, you might not then get paid. So it takes off that pressure. And in terms of maternity pay, I think it's it's brilliant. It's fantastic. And I've played with players over the time who, who I knew that was a massive worry. And that's why they couldn't go on to live their dream because... They had a family and, and they couldn't afford to do both because uh, they, they wouldn't be getting paid. So I think it's fantastic. And it just, it, the player needs the support, you know, and, and that reassurance that they will have a job there and, and be paid when they do have their baby. There's, there's They can come back straight back in. So, yeah, I think it's brilliant. And, and hopefully it will lead the way for leagues all around the world as well. And this is the key point. You yeah. know, it was 
highlighted when Alex Morgan came over mm. the, to, to Tottenham with, with her daughter and the more high profile conversations we have about it, Siobhan Chamberlain as well at Manchester United yeah. had been had been discussing it previously and that the fact that they are doing this work behind the scenes to improve things is is fantastic and we'll continue to talk about these things on Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Sometimes we just don't have enough time in a, in a one hour long show but I promise you we, we are across everything that goes on in the women's game both positive and negative and we'll bring it to you here on TalkSport Two. We are more limited for time today because we have the fifth round draw coming up for the FA Cup. Uh, stay with us, find out who your team, if of course you are still in the competition, is going to be facing. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2 with me, Faker Others, and former Tottenham captain, Jenna Scalacci. Right, are you listening? This is the FA Cup fifth round draw. Uh, the ties take place the weekend of the 27th of February. 16 teams left in the competition. We've already gone through all the results from the weekend. Jenna is ready. The velvet bag is out. The balls are there. Gary Mellish, who is the FA competition's coordinator, has them here. So everything is above board. Uh, let's go, shall we? First hey, one out, Jenna. Let's do this. This is the home side being drawn first and foremost. It's number three, which is Charlton Athletic Women. 6-0 winners at home park away to Plymouth Argyle. They've got a home tie. Who against, though? Against number 14, which is Everton. So Charlton against Everton is our first match. Of course, Everton knocked out Huddersfield Town. Second tie is number nine. Number nine is Durham Women. Who are Durham going to be facing? Number 12. So Durham will be facing Birmingham City. Needed extra time to beat Sunderland. Third tie. Number 10. Number 10 is West Bromwich Albion. 
and they will be facing number eight, Coventry United. Just needed penalties to knock out Billericay Town. Ball number five is out next. That's Reading FC. Who have Reading got? Ball number 11, West Ham United. An all-WSL tie. Number seven, Chelsea. Home tie at Kings Meadow. Oh, sucking of breath from Jenna. <laughs> number 15, they will be facing Leicester City. Leicester City, who knocked out Tottenham, of course, going to Kings Meadow. Another all-WSL tie. Number 13, unlucky for some, that's Manchester United women. And they will be facing number six, Manchester City. We have a Manchester derby. Oh, Jenna Scalacci, you're <laughs> going to be good one. very popular. <laughs> uh, number two is Ipswich Town. Who are Ipswich playing? Of course, they knocked out Newcastle United. Number one. Southampton FC women. I wonder whether Marianne Spacey Kerr will be happy with that. We'll be speaking to her very shortly. Number four, Liverpool. Last one. Against number 16, against Arsenal. Wow. Liverpool against Arsenal is the final tie. Right, I'll just run through those all for you again. So Charlton will be playing Everton at home. Durham will face Birmingham. West Brom against Coventry United. Reading will face West Ham. Chelsea will face Leicester. It's a Manchester derby between United and City. Ipswich Town will face Southampton FC women. And Liverpool Arsenal makes up the eighth tie in the fifth round draw. Thank you very much, Jenna Scalera. Listen, um, it's going to be very obvious when I say this. Which tie stands out for you? <laughs> it's got to be the Manchester derby, I think. It's going to be a great match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that that's the juiciest one in there for me. Also, the Arsenal-Liverpool one. I think it'll be a good, good challenge for Liverpool. I think that's going to be a great challenge. Yeah. They're absolutely storming the championship this season. So it's going to be a really big test for them and see if they can make it back up into, into the WSL after that disappointing decision that, uh, season that they were uh, relegated. Thank you very much to Gary Mellish, uh, the FA Competitions Coordinator. Of course, all those ties, just a reminder, will be played the weekend of the 27th of February. Let's speak to one of the head coaches involved in the fifth round, shall we? It's Marianne spacey Kale joining us on Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2, head coach for Southampton FC Women. How are you doing, Marianne? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Pleased with that draw? Yeah, I think, you know, this this time of the uh, of the competition, you, you want to face teams that will give you a challenge and Ipswich will certainly give us a challenge. So, you know, we've played them twice already this season and it's honours are shared at the moment. So, yeah, it's going to be a really good showcase for you know, the Women's National League and the teams that are flying high in those leagues. Absolutely. It feels like this, this is perhaps the decider as well. Um, highest gate of the year you got against Bristol City. You've shown you can mix with championship sides. How how are things going for you this season? Yeah, really good. And, you know, we're, we're, we're just... Uh, you know, the cup game yesterday was a was a was a fantastic 
opportunity for us to see where we're at, which is one of the things we're always keen to do is, you know, we've got tough games every week in the league, but you want to know what you're more capable of as well as what you can do. So, you know, it's really important that we keep a momentum of, of the league form going because we want to be challenging every week against the teams like we played yesterday. Hi, Marianne, it's Jenna here. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good, thank you. Um, what was your team talk after the full-time whistle to spur them on for the extra time? Uh, we, we'd said on like we'd said on um, Saturday we we went in for training on Saturday and we just said have no regrets, be courageous. We uh, kind of quote gave them the quote of the it's the women in the arena. We changed the wording slightly and just said you know if you don't if you don't have a go and you're not courageous and you know then how will you ever know what you could have achieved? So. That was kind of what we spoke about uh, during that that half time or full time um, break. And but look, the the girls were were you know they were fantastic yesterday. And you know didn't I don't think the words any words from any of the staff really would have would have g'd them up any more than they already were. They were just really keen to to showcase their talent and and work hard for each other. And you know it was a real squad effort because you have to have. You know, players coming off the bench. You have to have the players that may not get off the bench, and but they're still supporting the supporting the players that are there on the pitch. So, yeah, it was a fantastic day for them. And you're hoping to to play at St Mary's a bit more often as well. How likely is that going forward? Well, that's something. Again, you know, we it's an aspiration that we can have more games there, and you know, the club is are really supportive and are always looking at ways that you know what 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 gives us something different and what ensures that we can get crowds in and builds the builds the community feel and the club feel for the women's program as well as you know for the men's. And you know, I think it's really important that show having games at the at the main stadium. You know, it was like it was just a match day yesterday, regardless of the gender. It was a match day and. Mm. You know, it was a, the Saints brass brass were there, the the band were there, and you know we had the the mascots. Everything that would happen on the on the on the Premier League game was there. So it was a, it just felt a, a, a game of football. Not, a, you know, it wasn't about gender. It was just it was a match day at a Premier League stadium, and that's how it was thought of as the by the club. And that's that's how we always want to talk about it as well. Unfortunately, there are some people who who refuse to talk about it in that terms, which is incredibly infuriating. I wondered what your um, thoughts were on the FA's announcement of an increase in prize money for for the FA Cup and the debate that continues to to rage on of the enormous gap between um, the competition, the men's competition, and the women's competition. Yeah, I think I think it has to be relative. We have to look at this from a common sense and, what, and what's relative. I think the most important thing is that it doesn't cost clubs money to take part in this historic competition. You know, I know there's clubs that have been crowdfunding so that they could afford to travel to away games and stay in hotels. And I think that just says, you know, that can't happen. So I think it has to be there to support the clubs to to ensure that they're not out of pocket and it doesn't impact their you know, the rest of their season by having to play one game and spend a lot of money to, to, to get there, whether that's, you know, and if, if they lose, they're completely out of pocket. And mm. if they win, they're just out of pocket. I think if it's relative and and the, and the, and the resources there to support the, the, the clubs to to have the FA Cup as, you know, it's a dream to play and everybody wants the magic of the FA Cup, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't be what stops you playing for the rest of the season because you, you spend all your funds on it. 
Yeah, very well said. Uh, just finally, before we let you go, Marianne, you, you, when we spoke to you a, a couple, be nearly a couple of years ago now, which is dreadful on our part, you need to be coming into the studio. The pandemic's kind of put everything massively o- on hold. But the ambition was laid down back in, in 2018 to be a WSL team um, by the 23-24 season. Is that right? Yeah, that was you know that was our five year plan, but obviously COVID has been gets put on on the back burner, doesn't it? But we're still ambitious, we still have aspirations, and you know the, the we our strategy. Matt Crocker, our football director, is is very keen to know you know very um uh, very about how we how we um how we meet this the the strategy that we've got in place and you know we know that it's something we want to aspire to but it's not going to be easy because there's so many good teams around us but it's definitely something we still want to aspire to and the club want to will be pushing for it and will be supporting us right through until we do finally get there brilliant stuff we wish you the best of luck and hopefully we'll see you in the studio here at talk sport 2 very soon take care Thank you very much. Enjoy the evening. Thank you very much. Good luck against Ipswich Town. Um, Just a quick run-through of the draw again for you. Thank you to Southampton FC women's head coach Marianne Spacey-Cow for joining us. A quick recap of the draw. Charlton Athletic will play Everton. Durham will play Birmingham. West Brom, Coventry United. Reading against West Ham. Chelsea, Leicester. Manchester United against Manchester City. Ipswich against Southampton. And Liverpool against Arsenal. This is Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2 with Faker Others and Jenna Scalacci. Next, we're going to talk about some other big stories in the women's game. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football with me, Faker Rothers, and former Tottenham captain Jenna Scalacci with you for another uh, few minutes. We've just done the Vitality Women's FA Cup draw, fifth round. Uh, go onto the website to find out who has drawn who. If you missed it, of course, you'll be able to find out via the podcast as well if you want to have a listen to that. But for now, let's take a look ahead to this weekend's Women's Super League action with now. Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18+, plus. stream via internet, terms apply. OK, Jenna, massive game on Saturday. Arsenal against Manchester United, 12.30 kickoff. How do you see this one going? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really tight contest. I think um, Manchester United are in, in great form at the minute and they're scoring a lot of lot of goals in front of go- in front of goal and Arsenal I feel like this the squad has just a little gone a little bit flat gone a little bit off track um after the great start that they had at the beginning of the season but yeah I definitely think it's going to be a very very close contest um I think Arsenal defensively without Le- Leah Williams will go- are going to have to be on guard and you know that the attacking power of Manchester United at the minute is is quite frightening but I think it's going to be a very close encounter and um, we might be in for a shock, maybe. You reckon? You reckon uh, it's a Manchester United win? They're five points behind Arsenal in the table. Yeah, it's it's getting very tight at the top. And the the great thing about this league is anyone can be anyone on any day. And that's how we've wanted it for so many years. No one or runaway winners. And I, I, I it, 
it's just tight. It's just the two teams, um, I'd say Manchester United, are in the better form at the moment. It wouldn't be that much of a shock, bearing in mind they knocked Arsenal out of the quarterfinals of, of, of the Conti Cup just, just a week ago. Well, absolutely. And they have that confidence now, that mindset. They know they can beat Arsenal. They'll, they'll, they'll probably stick to the same game plan um, and look to exploit the back line, I think. Yeah, that was a look ahead to this weekend's Women's Super League action with Now. Don't forget, with the Now Sports membership, you can stream the Women's Super League, including Arsenal versus Manchester United, live this Saturday on Sky Sports. Without a contract, just search Now Sports. Women's Football Weekly Preview on TalkSport 2 with a Now Sports membership. Stream weekly weekend matches from the Women's Super League live without a contract from just $9.99. Search Now Sports 18 plus, stream via internet, terms apply. So that's a huge game on Saturday, but there's a massive game on Sunday as well, and it's live on TalkSport 2. It's Chelsea against Manchester City. Always an entertaining one, this one. Obviously, there's a big difference between the two sides uh, this season in particular, but how do you see this one going? Yeah, obviously, we're not seeing the Manchester City that we're used to, but I think they're hitting form at the right time now. They're not too far off those top places. Um, Chelsea um, missed... Again, their form has kind of dropped a little bit. We're not seeing the prolificness of them that we're used to, missing players. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good t- contest, but I do think Chelsea will just edge this one, yeah, it's just be, with the squad that they have. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because, as you say, Manchester City really bang in form at the moment. They're five points behind Chelsea, but Chelsea have a game in hand, obviously, chasing yeah. down Arsenal at the top of the table. And you would think after some results that haven't gone their way recently that Emma Hayes is going to be well up for this one on this weekend yeah absolutely they have to win it if they want to keep on track on Arsenal's tail and you know they might have the advantage that they'll know the Arsenal result the, the, the day before um, but yeah they'll be going out there and anything but a, a win would be a big disappointment for them Everton against Reading as well how do you see that one I think Everton um, Reading sorry I think they're, they're, they come into form again you know they had a bit of a tough start to this to this league so I, I'm going for a Reading win on this one just back off the back of the the great comeback that they had at the weekend love that Birmingham City against Leicester City oh, that's that's the that's the one we've been waiting for isn't it <laughs> <laughs> they'll be looking to put right the last the last time they they met recently I think I, I see Leicester after the win at the weekend, beating Tottenham, coming from behind. I think it would have taken a big effort, but it would have given them a lot of confidence. I'm going for a Leicester win. This is crucial, this game, yeah. bearing in mind both of these teams have had shock wins um, mm-hmm. uh, the last couple of couple of weekends. Birmingham's in particular over Arsenal is massive. Um, do you think the winner of this game sends the other team down? Or is it too early to say that? There's think, a journalist in me. Trying. I think it's even too early. I think the results that are coming out, you know, even when anything can happen in this league, it's fantastic. I think it's a bit too early to to call it at this stage, but they'll definitely have an advantage of whoever comes out on top of, of that match. Brighton have, have been having a few really dodgy results of late, knocked out of the FA Cup as well. Uh, they've got your Spurs this weekend at the Hive. Yeah. Um, is this going to be a wounded Brighton that, that come up? I think Brighton bounce back really well when they do have, I think that's a bit of part of their inconsistency, you know, but they do come back a bit stronger. And I think both teams have had a disappointing weekend and will be looking to put it right. 
For me, I feel the Tottenham squad at the moment is looking a little bit depleted. They're missing players that haven't got a lot of players on the subspend. So hopefully they have a a few more players back on the bench. It's it's always a very, very tight game between these two sides, always very competitive. So this one could go either way. Sitting on the fence. Sitting on the fence on that one. Got your splinters. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, Villa against uh, West Ham United. Um, I I, I think West Ham Ham would... uh, coming away with a win after that one both teams have, have have picked up form again I think West Ham have had a couple of run of good results scoring lots of goals as well um, not just the one nils the two nils and I think they had a really spirited performance against against my team recently and they seem to have kicked on since then Interesting. Right, we we shall await uh, what happens this weekend. It could have big implications uh, for the table that's for sure Jenna what are you up to this week? I am actually commentating on the Chelsea-Man City match on Sunday. Lovely. Well, enjoy yeah. that, um, as I've already said. Oh, so you're doing that for TalkSport too? No, um, somebody else. Oh, OK. I don't know well, if I can say. Oh, right, that's OK. <laughs> well, you can, you can say, but don't listen to Jenna. Listen to TalkSport too. That's much better. Uh, right, this has been Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport too. Thank you to Jenna Scalacci, Marianne Spacey-Kale, producer Flo and all of you, as ever, for listening. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, you can download the Women's Football Weekly podcast via the TalkSport app. This week, TalkSport 2 will be bringing you live commentary of the Conti Cup semi finals as well so don't miss those Chelsea against Manchester United on Wednesday night and that's followed by Manchester City versus Tottenham on Thursday Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen, premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50-80% to less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.